ask people how you know how's your soul and so just started texting friends and and uh, buddies saying you know how's your soul and initially the response was kind of kind of awkward like wait what do you mean how's my soul and it was like well just i don't know how you really doing on the inside you know the the real you on the inside how are you and uh, it was interesting what it sparked in the conversations and dialogues that we've had and to this day it's um it's just kind of a part of our vernacular and it's it's what i do i i literally text a person this morning how's your soul and This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I am so excited to be joined by author and pastor Judah Smith. Judah, you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Very good, Taylor. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. We're excited to have you here. So you've got a new book coming out called How's Your Soul? It's coming out November 15th, right? That's right, yeah. All We're right. pretty excited about it. Yeah. So in the book, you talk about how's your soul as your new go-to question. What sparked that for you? <laughs> Probably, um, you know, part of leading, pastoring is, uh, is maybe probing a bit and asking people, how are you really doing? You know, and, and I suppose the how are, you doing, uh, how are you doing question or are you good has kind of become a little bit like uh, white noise elevator music and the standard response now is good, great, fine, okay, cool. Um, and so I don't know where it was. It was probably just doing life in community and, and uh, being around other pastors and leaders that, that I serve with, just kind of thinking, hey, we should ask people, how, you know, how's your soul? And so just started texting friends and, and uh, buddies saying, you know, how's your soul? And initially the response was kind of, kind of awkward, like, wait, what do you mean, how's my soul? <laughs> and it was like, well, just, I don't know, how are you really doing on the inside? You know, the, the real you on the inside, how are you? And uh, it was interesting what it sparked in the conversations and dialogues that we've had. And to this day, it's, um, it's just kind of a part of our vernacular, and it's, it's what I do. I, I literally text a person this morning, how's your soul, and got a pretty honest and candid response, which I think is a huge part of making progress and continuing to make, to make sure that we're, we're really actually healthy on the inside, not just on the outside. That's a great point that you bring up, making sure that our insides are healthy as well. How do you think that relates to having a strong spiritual life? Well, I think they're intrinsically connected, aren't they? I think it's it's absolutely synonymous. And of course, you know, those of you that have, uh, those of us that have been around Scripture, you know that Third John passage. You know, brothers and sisters, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And there seems to be this incredible emphasis in the biblical narrative on uh, being healthy and whole and strong on the inside. I mean, it was the words of Jesus who said, what does it profit a man to gain everything essentially on the outside, but in the process lose his inside or gain the world and lose his soul? And so, um, you know, if, if you just look at Scripture, um, it's hard to avoid the overwhelming emphasis, actually not on our physical body, not so much on our diet, although there are portions dedicated to that. But the vast majority of the narrative, of course, zooms in and focuses on, on our, our mind, our will, our emotions, or as David said, all that is within me. And um, so I'm passionate about it. I, I feel like uh, my outside should simply be um, uh, a, a reflection of how healthy I am on the inside. And so it's, uh, it's this, uh, I don't know, it's this passion of mine, and I want to share it. And it's super, uber, duper, if that's even a word, scary, 
to write a book on how's your soul because I wonder how mine is often. And it's, uh, it's one of those things from a, uh, certainly not from an exhaustive place or an expert place I'm proposing this question, but uh, just as fragmented as broken as everybody, I feel like, hey, together we can help each other um, increasingly become more of who we're supposed to be from the inside out. That's awesome. So what were some of the things that you learned about yourself then as you're writing about the inside during the writing process? That I think um, I would rather avoid the topic and idea altogether. That I think there's something inside of me, as embarrassing as it is to admit, that would just prefer to be superficial, surface. I just, it's more comfortable, it's more convenient, it's more... It's more controllable. It lacks mystery. It's like I can look in the mirror and know when my, when my hair is combed, um, when my shirt's ironed, and there seems to be this, this controllable nature to my exterior. But the inside is so mysterious, and that's what the prophet Jeremiah said. You know, I mean, it, the, the heart is wicked and deceitful. Above all else, who can actually know it? But, of course, then he goes on to say that only God can. And so there's this dependency that is absolutely required for anyone who wants to probe beyond the surface and actually ask the courageous question, how is my soul? And implicit within that question, or at least the adventure in answering it, is this need to go to the one who made you in the first place and say, how am I doing? According to your criteria and your metrics, um, God, am I okay? Am I the man that you want me to be in my mind and my will and my emotions in the, uh, in the inside me? And so um, it's a painful journey, too, and there's, a, there's real actual pain. And, um, I, you know, my dad used to say, no pain, no pain. You know, that was his motto. <laughs> it's just, life's just a lot easier when there's no pain. But this is uh, a painful journey, but obviously the, the benefits are extraordinary when you feel buoyant and alive on the inside. Um, it's, uh, well, it's the way we were meant to be. Yeah. You mentioned the benefits there. What, what benefits have you seen in not only your life, but in your church community from living this way? Um, I think it, it provides, just, just the question alone, how's your soul, begins to provide platform and context for what we all crave and thrive for and desire, and that's authentic relationship, is to actually be known. I heard one preacher say that intimacy is essentially into me see, and it's this, uh, you know, can, can you see into me? Can you see who I really am? And um, I suppose uh, above all organisms or gatherings or organizations, the church is uh, supposed to be that space where people can see into you, and there can, you can have these authentic, genuine, intimate relationships. And so people that are willing to start the sometimes painful journey of asking, am I okay on the inside, I mean, the benefits are extraordinary, but one of them, which is incredible, is the relational connection that you can begin to experience as you open up with people. I, I received a text message from a friend today, and it was one of those long texts that sometimes can be challenging for my uh, easily distracted mind, but he just said, hey, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just, I just feel like opening up, and I'm just going to kind of do it over text. I know you got a full day, and, and I just text back immediately, like, no, this means so much. Thank you. Like, it, it's, it's this meaningful connection we have now as you are willing to share what's really going on on the inside. We all crave that level of relationship, but it's got to start with one courageous person in the equation willing to say, can I actually tell you what's really going on? And will you maybe not initially cringe at my dirty laundry or at my um, frailness or weakness or shortcomings? And um, 
maybe that's the beauty of a community that's supposed to be anchored to the grace of God and the grace of Jesus, which is um, it kind of, kind of levels the playing field for, for all of us relationally. That intimacy is powerful. I know I've always thought of it when I've, I've done some Bible study leading before, obviously not on your level, but, um, and I've always thought of the concept as someone's got to be the first person to jump on the honesty grenade and take that wow. for the rest of the team and to show everyone else that it's okay to do that. That is so well said. It really, my mom and dad used to, you know, teach me in marriage and now my wife and I have 16 years. We do it like the most mature person in the relationship will, will be the first to say, will you forgive me? And maybe that's applicable. The most mature person in the friendship or the relationship will be the first one to disclose real honest pain and shortcomings, weaknesses, or temptation. And, uh, I, I really want to be a true, authentic, mature follower of Jesus. And I think this is, this is part of that. Well I, well, I know one other thing that you're working on especially is really focusing on the insides of pastors as well. You've got a new campaign for pastors called the Let Us Appreciate You campaign. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's my own kind, and I think there is a, a wonderful uh, sense of responsibility that recently I felt, and maybe it's because I'm approaching the young age of 40, and uh, I, I certainly feel like I have less figured out than I've ever had figured out, which my dad used to say is probably a sign of some level of maturity. I think when you're young, you think you got it all figured out, but the older you get, you know, the more you realize that you, you, that you know so little in life. But, um, you know, I've been, been pastoring for, for almost 20 years, and um, feel like um, I'm so grateful for spiritual leaders, not only in my own life growing up, but even still to this day. And statistically, um, you know, I'm alarmed, and I think many of us are, that right now as we speak on this podcast, 70% of pastors are considering leaving their role. And due to stress, we, 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 we're seeing at least 40% that are actually doing it. They're leaving in, in five years or less of beginning um, church leadership. And um, it, there's an exit at an astronomical rate. And I do not think that's because pastors are, are evil or diabolical or, or, or diabolical or selfish. I actually think it's, it's because they're overwhelmed and there's so much pressure and expectation. And I'm sure there's a myriad of other reasons as well that I wouldn't even necessarily be, um, you know, privy to or aware of. So this Let Us Appreciate You campaign is a literally, it is the most simplistic idea ever. It is how can we um, reach these pastors who are in so many ways the heroes of what's happening in the life of our communities? How can we reach them and show them that they're valuable, that they're loved, we care for them? And by the way, they're not alone. They're not alone in feelings of frustration or discouragement. And no matter how large your congregation is or how quote-unquote successful or perceived as successful as you may be as a pastor, we all are going to face challenges, obstacles, discouragement, um, uh, maybe those that we're trying to lead who feel frustrated with us or would like to complain, and um, we need each other. And so this is just one local church pastor um, from Seattle saying, hey, if I can add value to church leaders in any way, um, I'm going to do that with all my heart. So it's, uh, it's a simple thing we're putting together. 
Uh, no obligation, no spam. We're not collecting a database. We simply just want to tell pastors that we love them. And so we're actually asking people to take the initiative, even within churches, to, to nominate their pastors. Uh, October 9th is, uh, is National Pastor Appreciation Day. So I'm like, all right, Lynn, let's, let's actually do it. And so at howsyoursoul.com, um, you know, you can nominate your pastor, and he can, as crazy as it sounds, and it's so funny, but we're putting together, a, you know, a couple of pastors are going to win a cruise um, to get away. And um, we're just trying to think of fun ways to give them some free resources from different Christian bookstores in our country and send them some books and resources. And it's just, you know, it feels so small. But I know personally, a simple text message from a friend saying, hey, I appreciate what you said or appreciate who you are, just kind of goes a long way. And there are those days it makes all the difference in the world. So we're trying to add to the positive, appreciative voices in the life of leaders and pastors in in churches in our country. I know that many of our listeners may not be pastors themselves. And I think you touched on a really important point there of like even little things like sending a text message can make their day in a sense. So... What are some other little ways that our listeners can show their pastor's appreciation? Personally, if I could just speak from personal experience, I think it goes such a long way. One of my favorite things in the, in the course of the last seven years of being the lead pastor is uh, as simple as a handwritten note. It's funny because that's like so old school now, and it's <laughs> so like retro and renaissance to, to put pen to paper and send a little note. Um, it just goes a long way, and I think uh, oftentimes the, the few critiques are kind of what get through, and that's what you hear. Um, but to hear, you know, it doesn't have to, it's not flattered, it doesn't have to be like, that was the single greatest sermon in human history. But, you know, Pastor, appreciate what you said, appreciate who you are, thanks for staying married, you know, thanks for loving your kids, thanks for coming over the other day. Um, it, just, it, just, it just means a lot to a spiritual leader to know that um, what they're doing is, is ultimately making a difference and, and people feel encouraged. Um, I think oftentimes the encourager, the leader, the inspirer, the gatherer, um, people assume, is kind of uh, made of Teflon and actually doesn't have any emotion or feel discouraged. But oftentimes, the one leading can be easily forgotten, and people forget that they actually, um, you know, need some reinforcement and need some encouragement now and again. So, you know, if anybody's listening, I hope that they would, you know, maybe put pen to paper and 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 send that letter out to your to your pastor's office, and and whether you hear back or not, just know it makes it makes a lot of difference. And for any pastors we have who may be listening, how would you like to encourage them today? Um, that uh, you're not alone. I think we need to hear that more. You absolutely are not alone. And no matter how much um, or how successful you may be or people see you to be, that contentment um, cannot be discovered and uncovered and recovered um, by accomplishment. It's found in uh, true, intimate friendship and relationship with Jesus and Jesus alone. He brings that true contentment that uh, the truth is we're only called to be who God's called each of us to be. I can't be anybody else but me. And I pray that you know we get a chance and we're going to do our best to um, do a nine-city tour and try to get pastors to come and hang out with me for an evening in a hotel and just let them know that, that, that I love them, believe in them, and, and pray for them. And so... Um, that's what I'd like to say here is that, um, I feel you, I've been there, we can do this and, um, you know, God is with us. So if people want to nominate their pastor for this program, then, uh, where would they go for that? 
howsyoursoul.com, howsyoursoul.com, and uh, you can click on that. It's kind of self-explanatory once you get to the website. And, uh, again, there's, there's no obligation, no spam. We're not trying to um, collect anything. We're, we're literally just trying to get word out that uh, pastors matter and they're loved, and um, we, we care about who they are on the inside. And that's also where people can pre-order your book, I would assume? Yeah, they can find information about the resource if they, you know, if they'd like to. There's a special preview book that we're giving out for free to church leaders and ministry leaders, and it's it's actually titled "How's Your Soul Pastor," and it's specifically. And so again, you can access that and make sure your your pastor gets a hold of that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Judah. We really appreciate your insight on this. Thanks, Taylor. Really appreciate it. Would you be willing to pray us out today? Absolutely. Jesus, we thank you so much for your grace and your love, and God, I thank you that you work with damaged goods, and that, uh, Lord, you know that we're dust, and you know that um, we're not perfect and have it all together, but you are, and you're in control. And I'm just praying specifically, Lord, for leaders, particularly pastors and church leaders who might be listening. I'm asking that even in this moment of prayer, that they would find a sense of your nearness and your grace and your love and find true contentment in where you have put them and who you have called them to be. We thank you that your grace is sufficient and that we just believe that the best days are still ahead of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Judah Smith on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. Have you always wanted to start your own business? The Joseph Business School can help turn your business dreams into reality. The Joseph Business School is here to equip you, to empower you to step into the call that God has given you. Their nine-month entrepreneurship program is nationally accredited, and their business courses are founded on biblical values in order to give you a deeper understanding of how to become a true entrepreneur. Their programs offer highly qualified instructors, access to capital funding, and weekend and online classes to fit your busy schedule. Their payment options? Made convenient just for you. God's calling His people to put faith back in the marketplace, and the Joseph Business School can equip you to do just that. Fall classes start October 1st, 2016, so enroll today at jbs.edu. That's jbs.edu. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.